whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Break Room. This is our daily show that keeps you updated on all the nerdy news that you need to know. And coming up on the show today, we're still in the middle of brackets, baby. But it's coming to an end, finally. Yeah, finally. Uh, saved, or is it? Or is it? We've, it is. We've saved our latest and greatest brackets uh, for our, our final show of the week today. Uh, so tune in, stay tuned in, enjoy. Uh, get ready to argue with us in the comments. Uh, who will you be arguing with, you might ask? Well, I'm Brandon Barrick. Who cares? Down at the end of the bench, we got Koi Jandro. So intimidated by today's show. Done a lot of news on this show, but never had the stakes this high. Yeah. Nerds yeah. love arguments and competition. It's all on the line right now. It's all about the future. Uh, and next to Koi, we got Tommy Vectol. Hello. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. What kind of ha haircut does a bee get? I, I don't know, Tommy. What kind of haircut does a bee get? A buzz cut. Okay. Okay, I'm glad we waited for that one. Uh, hey, right, let me do that one again. Uh, hey, again? Ray, what yes. type of haircut does a bee get? A buzz cut. No, 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 no. You, <laughs> you still don't know the answer. Oh, okay. Rewind. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. What kind of haircut does a bee get? I have no idea. A buzz. Cut. Oh, okay. I like that. I'm uh, Jessica Clemens. This is Jessica Clemens. <laughs> I'm Jessica Clemens, and I'm tired of arguing about these brackets. Well, but I'll do it again. Get ready to argue. Uh, and before we get into it all today, we want to remind you that tomorrow we're going to be at WonderCon, baby. <laughs> Where are we going to be, Tommy? We are going to be in room 213 AB tomorrow at 2:30. You're going to have Erica. Eric. <laughs> no, Erica's no, no, gonna no, be no, there. Erica. We're gonna have Erica, Tanya, Keisha, <laughs> a couple, about three Kims. Uh, all right, uh, Eric, Jessica, Stop Zach, it. and myself will be there hosting a panel. We're hoping some surprise guests mm -hmm. from uh, New Rockstars might drop mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but uh, be there or be somewhere else. Either way, you'll live in regret forever. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're super excited Either to be way. down at WonderCon. We hope you come out. Yeah. Say hi to us at the panel. And wear your epic, your new cheapers, creepers. Wear you? your nerdriot.shop merchandise, yeah. and you'll get a little chest bump from me. Or a high five or something. Uh, it's going to be a fun little live show. We'll be taking photos afterwards, all that good stuff. So. I've got some surprise. We're not allowed to give mm. things away per no. the code of WonderCon, but no. let's just say Big Daddy breaks the rules, okay? Uh-oh. So, uh, show up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, so let's get into our final bracket uh, for the week. Uh, well, one of them today. We're going to have the best superhero movies of all time. We're going we're gonna to get down into it. Uh, as part of our March Madness. And this was like the hardest bracket we had to do. Yes. We had a big debate about what should go on it. Yeah. Uh, we thought we had 32 slots. We didn't even have that many slots. We only had 16. <laughs> this almost tore the company apart. It, yeah, it caused a lot of arguing. There was morning. bleeding uh, separately from the arguments. I just came in bleeding today. Right. Now, are there honorable mentions you want to mention? Are, uh, there, any, are there any that like that did Sky High for sure. Because <laughs> I feel like before we were uh, rolling, Sky yeah, High Yeah, John Costa was going really hard on Sky mm -hmm. High. You know, you won't see a Thor Ragnarok yeah. on here. I feel you know, like you, the crow's uh, missing. Our, yeah, yeah. Our apologies to Spawn. We had apologies to Spawn. Apologies to the to Phantom uh, Blade. The spirit. Yeah. Oh, well, the Spirit. Dick Tracy. Tracy. Samuel Jackson and Scarlett Johansson in Nazi uniform. 1998's Blade. Blade. I brought a Blade too, but then again. It's honorable mention because we couldn't put 32 on here. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to give him love up he front. Been on yeah. What was the one with Billy Zane? I think there's That's a lot of also Phantom. female. That's the Phantom. That is the Phantom. And then Alec Baldwin was the shadow. The, the shadow. The shadow. And then Gabriel mm. Mocked was the spirit. The spirit. Yes. All, all middling movies. Um, but before we get into the bracket, we have a very uh, important question to answer. We got two, two movies on the bubble right now. We got to get one in, okay? Very closely related. One feeds into the other. We have Avengers Infinity War versus Avengers Endgame, mm. okay? So between those two, we can't have them both on the bracket. Yeah. They're too close. They fit each other too much. Between mm. those two, which one do you think deserves to go in uh, to our full bracket mm. for best superhero movie of all time? I, I go Infinity War. I'm going Endgame. Oh, okay, okay. Give, give your quick reasons real fast. You go first. Uh, I think Infinity War was bolder in that it chose to have an ending that felt like profoundly dark in, an, in a franchise that is generally light. There's right. plenty of darkness in the MCU, but overall it does end positively. And I think the choice to have Infinity War not only be a Thanos-led movie, but also to end like Empire, to have it be up in the air, to have the moment that I'll never forget the rest of my life, the silence of those credits rolling right. was such a powerful quiet. moment. So not only do we have the big team up, not only do we have like a lot of risk, but it was a little bolder in my opinion. And I and I like time travel and I like the elements of Endgame, but it did end a little cleaner as opposed to the dusting, which is I think one of the biggest cultural touchstones of our time. Mm. Jessica? 
Am I thinking? Of, I'm thinking of the right end game was end part game. two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you made it sound like it was the first one. <laughs> um, no, I think I, that's. I think the teamwork and the cooperation was much more heavy-handed. And when I say heavy-handed, I mean in a positive way in Endgame because we didn't get that much of a team buildup in the first movie. We get it more in the second movie. And this is the characters that we love now getting merged together. We see Rocket and Nebula having to work with the Avengers versus all of the Guardians, all of like Spider-Mans, all of this. It's like no, let's actually pair these people that are separate universes different movies together to actually see how they work together and we're getting that in this movie so well that now we can expect to see it in Secret Wars played out very nicely. I also just love that that ending, that ending, that assemble and they all come through the portals and jump in. This is when Iron Man dies. It's a very sad what? moment. I haven't finished it. Oh no. It's oh, so God. long, it's this three hours. Iron Man dies. I think it's a very good moment and same with Scarlett Johansson and then our funeral and I think it just encompasses the ending to the mm. Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe in Phase mm. 3. Tommy, um, where are you leaning on this debate? Well, for me, <laughs> it's always it's always gonna be Endgame for the on your left moment. Mm. The chills I got <laughs> in the theater the fact that Captain America wields Thor's hammer for a second and then Thor goes, I knew it! Yeah. Oh, I love that part. Yeah. Getting Thor to get his groove back. Seeing his mom again yeah, was like pretty heavy. That was a pretty nice pretty moment. Heavy. I enjoy, you know, I only refer to him as Thor. I don't refer to him as the other thing Thor because Thick he's Thor? still just fat Thor is the one I was thinking oh. of. I refer to him as just Thor the entire time because he doesn't change the person that mm. he is. And implying that his body type makes him a different person <laughs> is strictly cruel. I will go with Avengers Endgame. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I, these are both compelling arguments. I feel them both. I do remember those moments in Infinity War where like people started dusting at the end and just the shrieks yes. from people in the yeah. audience. It was so real, like, it was so palpable. Just saying like, no! The yes. moment that Thor lands with Mjolnir right. and like just decimates right, the moment right. where he says, I am Groot, I am Steve, that's Infinity War. Cap, yeah, Cap, Cap saying we Iron don't. Iron Man's dying. <laughs> yeah, but they want to bring him back, so it's going to negate the no, whole no, thing. No, no, it might not. I hope not. not. They better not. Stay dead, stay, stay dead. Cap Robert saying, uh, stay dead, pony boy. Cap saying we don't trade lives and then thousands of Wakandans die. Yes. <laughs> was pretty heavy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel it. I hear it all. I think Endgame should go in. You know, they're both great. They're both incredible. But like Endgame as like a fun little like clip show of of the MCU, reminding mm. us where we've been, where we're where we're going. You know, uh, Tony getting to interact with his dad, like mm. all that stuff was just like really great. Yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas. So let's put let's put Endgame. Bravely in, huh? beating his cancer, <laughs> coming true. back as Hank Pym. It's true. It's true. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, the audience voted for Infinity War. Oh. oh. My people. This movie is better than Dark Knight or Sky High. <laughs> Sky High had a blowout. That that can't be a real point. We are I now. To, oh, that's just John. John, John's line. John John's line. We are now prepared uh -huh. to call Florida for Sky High. <laughs> Sky High has taken the state of Florida and it's 27 electoral votes. Uh, Corey, why don't you kick us off with our first official right. matchup of the tournament? The first official matchup is a doozy. It's a doozy. And it doesn't involve Sky High, but it involves the other contender right. that was just listed. <laughs> it is two of my favorites of all time. Okay. The Dark Knight. Okay. Sky High. Versus Deadpool. Whoa! Oh, okay. Okay. Wow! Okay. Which could be adjacently a PG version. I would of watch Sky Deadpool in the Sky, Sky High universe, <laughs> and I would also watch Deadpool kill the Sky High universe. Oh my god! Deadpool kills Sky High would be a straight yes. to DVD masterpiece. Just murdering the just murking oh, no, those no, children. No, he goes. No, he goes no. to go to Xavier's school, but he takes the wrong turn, and he goes into their school, and oh just oh no, who are you? Yeah. And he thinks it's a danger room experience, but when it isn't a danger room experience, he's surrounded by the dead children, and he just closes the door and pretends it never happened. Deadpool versus Sky High. I just wrote a movie. Get Bobby Rodriguez on speed dial. Deadpool. Uh, Let's make this movie. I, this is hard because Dark Knight is so good. So I yeah. would say The Dark Knight is the formative movie of the maturation in the mature way of superhero film. Sure, I sure. would, however, say that Deadpool is the maturation of both immaturity and maturity mm -hmm. in superhero mm -hmm. film. It is the first superhero movie that's R-rated to the mainstream since Blade's run, mm -hmm. in my opinion, of like the big mainstream. Yeah. It's also the only superhero movie to feature pegging. Which I think is very yeah, important. Very sex positive, uh, and, and, I, and honestly, like sex positivity oh, in the mainstream is important. Not yeah. Peggy. Peggy. I, I said Peggy. I was like Peggy. Was Peggy soon got married. <laughs> um, but I think that Dark Knight is what shifted 
the 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 people into like this can be for everyone, not just comic yeah. fans. Yeah. But then Deadpool showed us that comedy can exist with yeah. heart to yeah. balance it. This who's, is a great matchup. Who's more annoying at the cons, the Deadpools or the Heath Ledger? <laughs> that's another reason the pairings do. <laughs> that's, oh that's a really specific. Which one's more annoying? It cancels it out. Which one smells the worst? <laughs> the, the I feel like the Joker doesn't get to bathe for the style. Yeah, no. Right, but the Deadpools they're in that sock all day. And that's they true. Stink at the cons. And it's also probably the most uh, formative roles of uh, like iconography that right. we've seen. The least of because we've seen a lot of Steve, we've seen a lot of yeah, yeah, but are... Dark Knight's just the one and two Deadpools, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Ryan is exactly Deadpool, and I feel like Keith was exactly Joker. I, I, I gotta go Dark Knight on this one, I think I, I, that's where I'm feeling. I'm oh, Dark Knight all day, baby. Deannon, I feel like Deadpool, uh, it's like a 9.8, and, and Dark Knight's a 9.9, mm -hmm. like they're real, they're right there, You're right. they're right close, they're right close. These Dark are all gonna Knight. be Your really good was movies. very good argument for Deadpool, though, where yeah. I was like, Yeah, that is true, they both give you different qualities and bring different audiences, especially an audience that was like, Oh, there's not that much fun in superhero mm. movies, and it's like, No, you can be funny too, it can be quirky, and it also elevates the medium they both do. And I think it's one of the better love stories, which it doesn't get yeah. credit for. Like, remember when they advertised it as a Valentine's Day, right? Movie? And then it was like, it's not a real love story, love it, love it. So, yeah, but Dark Knight is just like I think the crime thriller we've always wanted to see some solid detective work one of the best ensemble cast a great mm -hmm. continuing of world plus heat stroke yeah he got an Beauty. Oscar for it folks. good job or no he didn't really good uh, TDK oh that's it I know uh, yeah I think the Dark Knight should go through what'd you say <laughs> I didn't even register it was so dark. My brain had to like find the light bulb. <laughs> the producers are scolding Brandon right now for I'm a his bad, off-color joke. I'm a bad boy. Meanwhile, Jessica's writing perverted messages on her bracket. Uh, what's our next? It's a real Deadpool move. So we'll, we'll uh, push the then, Dark Knight through, I think. So yeah. Dark Knight, and yeah. then uh, we got another uh, matchup of very well. We'll say we're going to go around. We'll come back. To oh, that okay. One. Got to go uh, around. Okay. We're going to go around. I thought I was living. Well, First round of my bracket coming out, we got the, from the New York division, <laughs> Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. and all the way from, I believe, also New York, <laughs> we, uh, then California, Los Angeles, we have Iron Man. Well, now, this was a, a matchup we had in the finals earlier in the week, uh, much contested. We went with uh, yeah. uh, Spider-Man in that instance. Yeah. <laughs> How are we feeling now? Do do uh, These are tough. These are both great. These are both great. I mean, I guess here's my thing. Spider-Verse. Right. Wonderful movie. Incredible. Great movie. I'm going to give the advantage to a live-action film over an animated film right. when it comes to this genre simply because of how well they executed. And basically, we can say, you know, The Dark Knight, which came out, I think, the same year or maybe the year after Iron Man, kind oh, of like ushered, ushered in a, uh, a a maturity. Iron Man firmly planted the flag that these movies are here to stay, right? Like, we had had kind of the Sam Raimi Spider-Verse falling mm -hmm. apart. We had, you know... We'd already had, like, the... The X-Men movies had kind yeah. of run their course, and, like, pe like they, they had canceled X-Men 4 by this point. That feels like Iron Man was Marvel Studios at that point with Paramount saying... We're going to make these movies this caliber of film. Yeah. So in the same way that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse kind of changed animation a little bit, I think Iron Man changed, uh, changed the way we look at live-action films and live-action superhero f f movies. So for me, that's why I'm going Iron Man. I think I'm going Spider-Man. Because I go. do, I, I wish Jay was here to help me. That's <laughs> when I need Jay here. Um, but I think with Spider-Man, what I really like is that uh, Iron Man is a great origin story. And I think that's why he won. Was be in our last last bracket was it was a really good origin story right, yeah. before a superhero movie. It was also really good, but I think that's where Spider Man has him a little beat because it's like mm. I think superhero movies are a lot about team ups. We know this. It's a lot about support. It's all the things you need, and this is encompassing not only friends but family and just maneuvering through life, which I don't think Iron Man. Tony Stark really had to do as a billionaire. But I do understand that like there's a lot of billionaires, like uh, superheroes, that's how a lot of the superhero games started. But I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is how Spider or how superhero movies should be the only way it should be going forward. And not only in like diversity, but just in like, he's a boy that just got these powers and he doesn't know how to maneuver in the world with them and no one appreciates him for it, but he has his mom, his dad, and he has his friends, and his friends are other Spideys. So, I don't know. I think for a superhero-wise, it hits too many emotional points, too many different points in a movie than Iron Man does. But that's just me. That's just me. Uh. I like it. You did a great job without Jay. I would say that where The Dark Knight and Deadpool were evolutionary, that both Spider-Man and Iron Man are revolutionary, and that they change versus evolve up. Disruptors. But Ew, I would also... Shut up. 
<laughs> so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the reason I'm wearing this shirt because I've never thought I would argue against it. And this mm. is the boy that's coming from the sequel, Mr. Miguel O'Hara. I'm so excited for Oscar Isaac to play Ooh, one of my favorite great. shocking heroes. But I think perhaps Iron Man, because it builds a world that is now going 15 years strong and has launched 30 plus properties by establishing something so tangible, in that you believe that a man can walk aside you. Like the thing that Marvel does is make you believe that heroes and gods can be your peers, whereas DC makes you feel like, what if they existed above you? How do we live around them? This is how to live beside them. And I don't know if we'd ever seen anything to quite this scale because Spider-Man is the underdog that's masked, but you don't really know who he is. Uh, Batman, you know, he's in the darkness. Superman is the aspirational figure, whereas Iron Man, in this scale is the first one I think we're seeing as like such a man that's it's possible of existing with us and he's an unlikable man that becomes likable by way of adversity which is mm. the ultimate hero's journey whereas I do believe like Miles to be inherently likable I believe Peter Parker to be inherently likable all of them and I, and I see what Iron Man did is the impossible which is make a billionaire who is a warmonger into a person that you'd want to get to know through sheer filmmaking and the charm of the cast and the ability of John Favreau to improvise through the script and direct in a way that feels so alive. So they're both alive, they're both revolutionary, they're both all these things, but the challenge of Iron Man and the impact of Iron Man I think is slightly bigger. Mm. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, I think, impact, I think the impact of Spider-Man, that's why Spider-Man's the number one costume for every year in Halloween, is sure. so Spider-Man. Well, that's the character though. The character of Spider-Man is the yeah. number one hero of, of, yeah, all time. of all time. I miss Iron Man's suit going, where? The noises it used to Yeah, That's my thought. I think that's why Iron Man's got to go. No, so what are we doing here? What's the thought? I think, well, you're the tiebreaker. I think Iron Man on this I mean, phase four, we're in. We're not in phase four of Spider-Verse. The fans have chosen spider Oh, they chose spider just know I did. I never thought I'd argue Spider-Man. do not come for me when I voted for Into the Spider-Verse this time. You tried. If it helps... I consider Iron Man a four and a half star film in spite of verse of five, but I think impact. I gotta, I gotta acknowledge. Yeah. And I yeah, disagree yeah. hard. <laughs> what do you got? What, what's up next, oh, Jessica? Um, so next we have Michael Keaton's Batman and Spider-Man 2. So mm. as someone that's not seen either of these movies. What? Go ahead. No, I'm joking. I've seen them. Uh, <laughs> as someone that has a heart, Half a heart. a heart for these Half two a movies. Heart. Half a heart. Uh, wow. Compared to everything else on this, to be fair, it, that's just me. I, I I love Batman and Spider Man, but these specific ones aren't my favorite. Right. But they are definitely one of the best superhero movies of all time for fans. How? Try to sway me. Try to sway me with your point. Here's what I'll say about these two films. I mean, the thing I love about Tim Burton's Batman is like he had very little to go off of as <laughs> as, as in terms of like format. This was like a new way to do it. You have Prince doing the whole soundtrack, which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, you, want you have an Prince? unhinged like Michael Keaton, like the line, "You want to get nuts? Let's yeah. get nuts." Let's get nuts. Bruce Wayne would never say that now. Like that's like it's just so crazy. Uh, I love how they set it up the way that like the Joker was the one that killed his parents, and he's able to kill the Joker. He kills the Joker in this movie, mm -hmm. which is nuts, and it sets him on a totally whacked path for the rest of the Batman movies in this in this kind of universe, mm -hmm. which I think is wild. Spider-Man Two, it's just so. So good. Doc Ock is a great villain. Mm -hmm. You know, it has that classic trope of Spider-Man being like, I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore, which is a problem I think a lot of Superhero 2 movies have, where they're like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be the hero anymore. And you're like, just stay being the hero yeah. already. Uh, I really like the way, you know, his relationship with Harry is tested. His relationship with Mary Jane is tested. It's not all peaches and cream, mm -hmm. right? It's a, it's, a, it's a problem. So I, it's a very interesting exploration of this character and his relationship with the villain in this one is really good too, where it's like, is the man he he idolized and respected, mm. and he knows it's not him. It, it's the arms controlling him, but he's trying to save the man, but he can't save him, and he ultimately dies. Though he does get to save him later on in life. But from my from my experience, I would lean on Batman on this one. Mm. That, that Batman is so good, man. I'm so many iconic in. moments in it. So many iconic lines. Bob that, the that, gun. Uh, Bang. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I think the other way. Uh, okay. I would say. That, and this is a hot take, Internet. You're gonna... This is gonna Give him a, the hot take. It's gonna be a long day. Uh, I think out. that Michael Keaton as Batman and Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man are the two most successful, least accurate representations of the characters. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. I hard agree with they, that. They're, no, they're, the two faves are the ones that are yeah. coming back in the legacy sequels, and they're right. the two least accurate. Because I feel like Michael Keaton is a man who would kill the Joker, and right. that's not Batman. And I feel like Michael Keaton is a man who's a... 
more Thomas Wayne than Bruce Wayne. Mm, okay. And I also feel like the way he's portrayed in that film is allowing Tim Burton to flex his Elseworld muscles and to make the movie that needed to exist in order to, to get to the superhero culture. But it had to happen first. But that's not a Batman movie. That's a Tim Burton movie where Jack Nicholson plays Jack Nicholson with makeup and Michael Keaton puts on a bat suit. But like, it's a great film. It's just not Batman in the way that I interpret Batman, but that's my interpretation. Mm, Whereas Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire plays the same character in the third movie when he has the ooze on. Spider-Man is angry in these movies. Spider-Man like makes out with Gwen Stacy in front of Mary Jane in these movies. Spider-Man breaks up her marriage in this movie. Like Spider-Man, like Tobey Maguire doesn't play the bully. He plays the angry nerd that is the Big Bang Theory of nerds, whereas Spider-Man is the community of nerds. Community is about like not punching down, it's about like laughing at jokes with the nerds, and it's written by nerds for nerds starring nerds, whereas Big Bang Theory was capitalizing on our people. Like it was literally profiting off a of people, and they weren't in it. So I consider the Tobey Maguire take to be like, we needed that movie to exist, we needed those movies to do well. Sam Raimi knew the Silver Age Spider-Man, but the problem with Silver Age Spider-Man is he's of that time, and people always see him as a nerd because he wore like a sweater vest and glasses, but like everyone did. So when you see Spider-Man like riding a motorcycle and picking up Mary Jane, who's a model, it doesn't actually work in the way they portray it in this movie, because Spider-Man gets Black Cat, Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, because he's a good man. When you make a good man angry, in order to placate the script and an actor's take, you lose the essence of what that is, but the Spider-Man take here is more accurate in an element of authenticity to the time, where it feels like a Silver Age film, Alfred Molina feels like Doc Ock, the bond between the two of them feels correct, and it is a film based around science and a science character, even with some choices. It feels like when you're swinging with Spider-Man, as long as he's not talking, he's Spider-Man. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Tommy, uh, Spider-Man Two. For Tommy, Tommy says Batman. 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 Um, I said Spider-Man. Oh, okay. So what's the chat say? Break what? the tie. Spider-Man Spider Two takes it. They're taking a big Spider-Man Two swing on this one. If Plus, it wasn't for Doc Ock, I probably wouldn't have chosen it. You get this moment of, of the people of New York really, oh, really standing behind him. He's That's just a, a kid. Moment. Maskless. He's just, just a kid. Floating down. He's just a kid. Uh, is it up to me now? Okay. He's uh, Well, we got another Spider-Man movie to get through, yeah, folks. Hold on to your butts. Uh, going back to the MCU, we have Spider-Man No Way Home versus the first Guardians of the Galaxy mm. uh, uh, movie. Mm. You know, You're out of your mind. I, I, I <laughs> love Spider-Man No Way Home. It's great. It's incredible. It, it really ties a nice little bow on 20 years of Spider-Man movies. Uh, and it's cute. Here's the deal. Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that was like a, a stealth cruise missile into the bunker of our hearts. And no one thought that movie was going to be good. Or, or there were a lot of doubters. And there were a lot of people like, that was always the joke in the phase ones of the MCU, right? Like, Oh, they're doing these movies, but they'll never do like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. This is insane. It doesn't make sense. How they can explain it? They explained it, folks. It's great. It's got some excellent needle drops. It has a style. It has a panache. It set up the entire cosmic Marvel as we know it, for the most part. Mm. Really incredible stuff. And it's a movie that's able to introduce s several characters pretty well. And you understand them, and you get them, and you understand their motivations. And you see why they come together in the end. And I'm really impressed by Guardians of the Galaxy. You know another movie that they come together in the end? What? Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. And oh okay. my God, I did not know I had to defend this movie. <laughs> you don't have to defend I mean, it. No, I just not. think that Guardians of the Galaxy is a better superhero I, movie than Spider-Man No Way Home. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I'll be honest, uh, two days after it came out. I bought my tickets for Spider-Man No Way Home like four months before sure, it came out. But that's the culture was, changing. Was, but <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home was so good. It was, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, bringing back all those villains and then going into the mental health for a lot of the villains and also just making them like, hey, they're not villains. I'll be honest, that I love every villain in the world, so maybe that's why I love Spider-Man No Way Home so much, but the best reveal in uh, Black Panther is Killmonger, understandably, is justified in his actions. Not justified fully, but we know why he's doing it. His he's motive makes sense. He marks his body with and, a scar every time he kills a person. I understand that Killmonger's uh, motivations are not necessarily, like, are, are justifiable. His actions are unjustifiable. No, he murders innocent people. No, 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 but when I'm saying this, I'm saying that he's like, hey, you left all the black people in America to defend for themselves, people yes. that are not within Wakanda. No, I And I think that. talking, like, relaying that to the villains in, uh, in No Way Home of being like, hey, 
there's more to this than meets the eye. And that's something that I really like doing. And that's something that they're doing a lot and a lot of the new Batman is being like, hey, maybe Batman, you're the villain and you need to talk about the actual people that are suffering right now. And the people that don't have good drinking water, the people that are dealing with being poor, the people that are really struggling on the street. So I'm like, yes, No Way Home gets into that. And I ate that up, I swallowed it, I devoured it. That is the only reason. And I'm gonna go ahead and make most of the internet hate me now. But are Please. we not allowed to escape into these films anymore? Do I have to talk about clean drinking water and a Batman film like can't Batman just kill a guy in a calendar costume and a, a kite man like I understand we can get messaging across and I think there are certain movies that that, that that can and should focus on it I just don't know if that justifies why they're better movies to me I'm with you on the messaging being important but I think like diagnosing the villains all with mental health issues kind of takes away from the fact that they're villains that it just makes everybody kind of a, a, a sympathetic or empathetic figure and I would rather you know Green Goblin throwing pumpkins that disintegrate people into skeletons be considered an act of terror and him still be considered a villain than to uh, than to just be like, well, he's got the bro- uh, schizophrenia or something like that, or he's got he's got multiple personality disorder. I think sometimes a villain can just be a villain. Uh, that may have gotten off track of what this topic was. <laughs> I I think Ronan the Accuser is a man who is upset because he was born blue and. <laughs> There's nothing he can do about that. So I'm going to go Guardians of the Galaxy. He can't evolve. Uh, this one's really hard because I consider, again, these are both like five-star films to me. And I think that the issue for me between the two is I'm, I'm with Jessica here that the villains, if you care about both parties, the punch lands twice. So I like my villains to be as nuanced as possible. I think that's why, uh, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy is so impactful because you care about Vader by the time. You don't realize you have for all these reasons. And, you know, Thanos is the Thanos was right culture that insanity that spawned Mm. i think there's an element of loving the reason these people make a choice and even if it's the wrong choice understanding why they made the choice is more human than just like someone doing something so for me no way home is the villain is stronger than ronan the accuser who i remember the like religious allegory and all those things but it didn't impact me and as much as i love that movie i think guardians is top four marvel ever Mm. but the the villain being the split and also the fact that it took six movies to give Tom Holland uh, uh, an origin. I think a six movie origin is genius. I think the fact that we got the great power, great responsibility from our Spider-Man, Andrew and Toby, and the fact that Uncle Ben was was an Aunt May moment where Aunt May got to fulfill like a destiny by playing that role so well. Mm. I just feel like the entire superhero culture led to No Way Home. I think we honestly had to get through the Sam Raimi's and the Andrew Garfield's and the entire Marvel Universe to get to a movie this fulfilling, plus the villains, plus the nuance, plus the directing, plus everything else that is a Spider-Man fan. I think it's hard to top No Way Home. Ame did fulfill a destiny, and then she fulfilled a six-foot hole in the ground, folks. Uh, It sounds like we're pretty pretty tied up there. If we go to the chat, they pick Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm with Spider-Man No Way Home. That movie was awesome. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home. All right, guys, we got to pick it up now. We got on the shoulder. I'm sorry. look at the other ones without... Bias of uh, <laughs> mental health or race. So I will go forward. Well, plus we've already argued, so it'll be a shorter rebound. This is what we gotta do, guys. We don't gotta pick up the pace. Okay. We gotta pick up our phones. Oh, our phones. oh, that's a good point, Tommy. You know what? If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals in 2023, you're pulling a reverse Bechtel. Whoa. I'm hemorrhaging cash and smashing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Switching to Mimble was the easiest way to save this year. Trust me, okay? As the first company to sell premium wireless service service. Online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Corey, did I say $16? No, I don't think you did. Jessica, did I say $17? You did not. Brando, did I say $15? Yes, you did, Tommy. I did say $15. For people looking for extra savings this month, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. 15 clams, 15 samoles. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes the significant savings on to you. Here have some savings, Jessica. Yum, yum, yum. There's significant. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, and that's how they track us, folks. <laughs> Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily. Admit it, with eSIM. You got a pink flip phone? We'll do it with eSIM. You got, you bedazzled your old uh, Sprint Droid phone? Don't put it on an eSIM, okay? Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash breakroom. That's mintmobile.com slash breakroom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash breakroom. 
Okay. Uh, Corey, you want to lead us into our next matchup on uh, the brackets? Yeah, it's back up. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go with two very well-dressed superheroes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the mm. best Captain America outfit and one of the best superhero outfits and scores, Wonder Woman v. Whoa. Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, personally on this one, I think that one of these films is great for all three acts and one of them is exceptional for two. Mm. Yep. Uh, I believe that uh, the uh, oh, no, ladder of which is fair. one that I wanted to be I better know. because I think it needed to be better and that is not fair to it for having a higher standard that it needed to live oh. up to. But one of these, I do believe, Winter Soldier uh, makes the first one better by proxy. I think it elevates the entire Captain America trilogy. Mm. I think Winter Soldier is the first film that Marvel, which had been seen as kind of a propaganda machine for right. military, went like, what if we don't trust our governments and systems? And, you know, not to be that guy, but as I get older, the less I trust governments and systems. So it is uh -oh. nice to oh, look crazy. at Winter Soldier and be like, oh, maybe cops aren't great. Uh, and the movie itself also manages to balance, like, Arnim Zola, manages to balance Red Skull, elements like the, the history that left behind. It opens with Batrock the Leaper is played by MMA star George St. Pierre. And it's got, I think, the best fights because uh, actually a buddy of mine, uh, Charlie Brewster, is um, basically the stunt guy who did both the hallway for Daredevil and Winter mm. Soldier. So the reason the fights are so good is because it's the ninja hallway yeah. fight, but on boats and stuff. So I feel like the fighting and everything is great. I do feel like Wonder Woman is really good for two acts. I love her relationship um, with humanity and her relationship specifically with Steve Trevor. I love the boat scene. I love everything leading up to the villain who feels like a video game character. No, for me, Ares is dealing with the fact that he's embodying a man. <laughs> Stop. And we must justify Stop. why Ares is likable. Uh, no, I agree. Wait, are you making fun of me? No, I'm kidding. I'm this, just kidding. This was Wonder Woman's healthiest relationship with Steve Trevor. <laughs> his um, body, his choice. <laughs> Uh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, I will only argue. I promise you guys. I'll only bring up race and gender one more time. After you can. This. You can't make that promise. Uh, no, you can't I, make that promise. I, I, I. Well, looking at this, it's all white <laughs> men except for one other property now. But yeah, Wonder Woman is probably my favorite. I. I think genuinely my favorite female-led superhero movie. Oh, same. There's. Um, there's only one on this list for a reason. Well, I, I, to be fair, we haven't done a very good job of making those movies. So yeah, no, I think that's science. true. And this one did a really good job, right. and I genuinely want to vote for it just because that it, it doesn't, but yeah, that third act. <laughs> it's, it's tough, it's tough. So, and I don't, I don't blame Patty Jenkins for that. Or, she tried. I think that she, was some notes from so the studio. Well. She did so well as the yeah. studio. I mean, that sequence of like Wonder Woman being in World War One and so like cool. coming yeah. out of the trench. No Man's Land. But, down. Like, that's pretty badass, and I did love yeah. You know, one, World War One previously didn't get covered a lot in movies. It's now become kind of right. more in vogue to do World War One. Thanks to Wonder like, Woman. That that was dark time, dark dark times yeah. for the world. I also uh, just love Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is so a contender for like, number one Winter of all, and that's Soldier. why it's there. Bucky coming in, the knife fights, all the, of that. Oh, yeah, like, the knife they fights. kill Shield in that movie, yeah. which is incredible. And like the, the Robert Redford coming almost out of retirement to do that movie. The car chase yeah. scene, like oh, how many car chase yeah. scenes have we seen? And Nick Fury's car chase oh. is somehow incredible. Yeah, uh, and, and there's Chris also Christmas like Trimantra. secret, uh, secret Punisher in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> the Russos have joked because there's the two Penske. moments when a Penske truck like drives into cops or whatever, and they're like, "That was that was Frank Castle." <laughs> 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 they're like, "We wanted to make it a Frank Castle reference." I think they're retconning it a little bit. If they retroactively have. The Daredevil show have a Penske truck that he drives. <laughs> yeah, well no, well, no, it's true. I will literally lose my shit. Yeah, oh my but they, I think you're right, Coy, in the point you brought up where like we were getting into this machine and they'd done Avengers and they're like, okay, they did it. These are cute. They all kind of feel the same. And then this movie was like, oh, this is like a good spy movie. This is a very interesting like uh, kind of political thriller in a lot of ways. So I, I would lean Captain America in this mm. instance. Yeah. Uh, but I did love Wonder Woman. I'm voting for Wonder Woman. Good for you, Tommy. Good for you, I guess Tommy. I'm just that kind of guy. But you lost. Oh, boy. <laughs> but you lost. Uh, who's that? Tommy, you want to do the next matchup? I'd be delighted to, Brando. Uh, we got Avengers Endgame, and then we've got Dick Donner's Superman the oh, Movie from 1978. Oh. Now, Superman, wow. the motion picture, the movie. Yeah. Uh, an incredible moment in filmmaking, an incredible achievement. Right. Christopher Reeves really pulling off the uh, the greatest, uh, to my opinion, to this day, example of mm. Clark Kent being a goofy little mf'er yeah. and Superman being. I mean, he changed the way he stood when he mm. took off his glasses. He straightened his spine out. That seems so little. Right. It seems like such a little thing, but like no one told him. He just made it. He just he just made that decision yeah. that like Clark does this, Superman does this. I mean, it's the little things you put into a performance. I uh, Avengers Endgame. We've talked to death. It's wonderful, you know? It's got many, many wonderful moments. It's you got hard. the beginning and the end here. I think it's hard to say. It's just like 
the way technology has advanced, the way movie making, is, right. the way mo- the movie making experience has changed. Yeah, we should have put Superman up against like an old time. I thought we were going to Superman versus Batman. We should have put Superman <laughs> against like Trip to the Moon. That's the bracket. That's the bracket. Yeah, I mean, Superman was <laughs> broken blossom. I will say, Superman probably reigned supreme on on this kind of list for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and all of these movies stand on the shoulders. But guess of Superman. what? Superman is dead. Long live the Avengers. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'd be I'd be hard pressed to, to go Superman over the Avengers. Yeah. Here. I, I think there's a clean thing for me that Superman and Endgame both have a sense of wonder and mm-hmm. they do something revolutionary for the cinematic experience. Mm. But I think that the villain in Endgame yes. is so much more interesting than Gene Hackman's yeah. decisions. Right? Yeah, it's true. Damn. And if well, cell phones had existed Gene. in the God, '70s, we would have footage of crowds going wild when Superman took off flying. And, and just, it, blew, and just, it blew people's minds. And it was beautiful, even incredible. Still, yeah. Still, but like Endgame has so much. Built yeah, up yeah. nuance that, and, and I think to Jessica, to your point, and to Coy, kind of backing that up, the uh, the the fact that we kind of not agree with Thanos, but are like he thinks he's right, like he right. has no idea he's the villain of this. Right, story. there's no mustache twirling. It does land twice. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, so I, 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 you know what, I've, I've evolved a little bit. I'm back with you guys. You're now. back. Avengers Endgame for me. Beautiful, beautiful. Which I'm writing as AE, short for American Eagle, beautiful greatest stuff. clothing store of the '90s. Mine. I don't know even needs to be argued, but I will argue for the wrong For the sake side. of argument, argue. <laughs> Black Panther versus The Incredibles. Black Panther, right. move on. Now, <laughs> I want to... I'm writing it in pen. Go ahead. You don't have pencil. Um, anyway, we talked about this the other day. I don't know. You were... Was here? I don't know. We talked about the best villains of all time, and right. I fought for Syndrome being I one know, of the best which villains was of all insane. time. You and John it, are out of your mind. It minds. is insane, but also there is no world in which Black Panther goes under <laughs> The Incredibles. Yeah. I do love what they did with The Incredibles. It is a great film. Syndrome is the best villain, but I'm a big fan really of Elastigirl. You know, Elastigirl. All right. Woman. Okay. Come on. Okay. She's got that Pixar okay. yeah. thing. I would have to lean Double cheeked up on a Tuesday. Come I would down. have to lean Black Panther on this one. The Incredibles <laughs> is the best Fantastic Four movie we've gotten so far. So far. Uh, but yeah, Black Panther's just so It's so, so, so oh, It's so fun. I love The Incredibles. Again, great villains. Even right. in the second one. Even in the second one, I love the reveal. But Black Panther will never go below The Incredibles. I think Incredibles is a great commentary on pop culture, or is Black Panther is a great commentary on culture. So like, it's a, just a deeper, rooted experience. Keep giving me The Incredibles. Oh, 100%. You, some, Wasting ten years of my time, <laughs> and uh, before the rest of the cast passes away because they're getting older. You guys, who else died? No, they didn't die yet. Oh my uh, god! The guy from Craig T. Uh, Nelson. Craig T. Nelson is ninety-four, and he's they're all getting up there. Craig uh, T. Nelson. All right, in the bottom region of our bracket here, we have Avengers versus Logan. This is the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. This will be the first Avengers mm. for you folks in the UK. That's Avengers Assemble. Assembly? That's what they call it in that in that region, because mm. they have another program called Avengers. Um, oh yeah, spy show. The spy show. I'll go, uh, I'll go Avengers with the masses, versus Logan. But I think I'm leaning Logan. You're leaning Logan. I'm leaning Logan on this one. I mean, Avengers is incredible, and like, what a feat when that was pulled off to be in mm-hmm. theaters to see it, to see them all fighting together. I, great stuff in there. Phil Coulson dying. Whether or not you believe Agents of Shield. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> Uh, really good moments from everyone, but man, Logan, what what a trip so Logan good. was, and like really felt like a great end to a, a character like that. I got a hot uh, take. Give me your hot take. Give me your hot take. I think Logan is maybe considered as good as it is because of Avengers. Because oh, okay, okay. We got to the point where all of our heroes were very vibrant and colorful right. and a lot, and X-Men did lead the way to Logan, but I think the darkness of Logan is only as dark because it juxtaposes mm. Avengers' brightness. Okay. And I would argue that the villain of Avengers being a literal god of mischief that has to unite people together and that has to bring these disparate heroes and the directing mirroring their own individual movies, they're writing individually, all of those things shouldn't work. And even even yeah. now, we've done four of them. It's an, a, a feat to have those work. Whereas Logan, which is brilliant filmmaking. James Mangold made a true Western dark right. thriller. But if you look at what he's overcoming, it's almost like Jungian fighting himself. He's got a lot of like externalized trauma. But the idea of a clone that he's fighting never lands as heavy for me as the idea of these things needing to come together as a means to solve the only unsolvable problem, whereas a man fighting his history and his past is a beautiful story. Again, this is they're both five star, but I think Avengers is bolder because it was its first and by letting itself be bright and colorful than Logan being dark 
out of reaction. What about for those people that watched Logan and then made them want to watch the Avengers afterwards? Ooh. I think that have a really interesting time going from like, I, I consider Logan a film and, and Avengers a great movie and I'm yeah. sorry for everyone that like, the semantics of that, but there's a different experience in those yeah. things. Sure. But there's also elements of Logan that don't actually work, like the comic book. And there's certain elements that are like, we were X-Men kind of, Xavier's in universe, yeah. out of yours, I don't know why. Like there are things that are weirdly chosen in a film yeah. that is so serious. It was like nine tenths serious, but the one tenth throws me. Whereas Avengers knows what it is the whole time. And like yeah. Iron Man saying like, does mother know you weareth her drapes brings the Brennog in in a very, there's so many certain things that shouldn't work but do. I think that's the interesting part about when we do these rankings is like, we're basing it off of only Logan and the Avengers. And right. like, so we can't even bring in the other X-Men properties when grading where Logan is on this map. Right. Well, because arguably he's not even Avengers. that X-Men. Like it's, that's yeah, what's weird about so the film is it's like, are you Hugh Jackman Wolverine? That's, no, what, Jackman. that's what I'm like, the flaw <laughs> for me is like, what are you playing? And like, whereas Avengers, they do the impossible yeah, where they that, feel like they played true. their own movies yeah. and they that's land true. it. Whereas Logan's like, hey, I'm mm. Hugh Jackman, yeah. Mangry. Okay. I thought it was weird when Logan take. in that movie, uh, he started singing Les Mis. I thought that was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. When Russell Crowe came in and was like, come to this dark universe, Tom Cruise is here. But again, both near perfect. I just had to acknowledge that one succeeds at a thing. That's a good acknowledgement. Well, if we're look, if we're gonna look at the chat, they're real tight on this one. We both Chats, said Logan. You both said Endgame. I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. <laughs> chat was at Avengers fifty one percent. Logan forty eight percent. It's pretty close. I but won't be mad at this. Avenger, uh, uh, Avengers advantage. Tommy makes the call. Tommy, what do you think? His wisdom. Uh, he's seeking did he fall it. He's taking a cat oh, now. He's taking a cat now. He's taking a cat now. He's taking a cat now. Logan! Logan! Tommy going That's Logan. Three we'll go Logan there it is. on this. I'm not one. mad at it. The movie's incredible. I just had to I had to say. No, you made it. You I'll made a good once, fight. I'll say it again. There's boobs in Logan. Oh, like yeah. Hello. Everything. I have to check that one out again. Uh, uh, Just before Google we move it. on, I'll show you the scene isolated. <laughs> go to Gone Girl and then go to the shower. Scene. Oh, okay, okay. We have a, we have a, a show called The Cherry Patch where it just shows only no, the boobs. No, no, no. Before we move on to our Elite Eight, let's acknowledge a few super chatters right now. Mary Ellen ten fifteen saying, "Please wish me a happy fiftieth." You know what? Happy fiftieth. Happy fiftieth. Happy fiftieth. God, God bless you. Today's my aunt's birthday, and I keep forgetting. Okay. Thank you for reminding me. Is your aunt Mary Ellen? Because no, you she can just say turned right fifty. Now. Is this oh, okay. the way she has to get you to <laughs> reach out to her? Uh, Christian Unpronounceable reminding everyone to like the stream. Please do like the stream. Uh, Parker asking, hey, I'm late. Why no Infinity War? Don't well, be late. You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. Uh, and GSU Eagle, uh, Bogey's World sending in a super chat. GSU Eagle bought a Christmas tree on sale the other day, and they asked if I'm putting up myself. They said, no, I'm putting it up my living room. I get that joke now. Tommy's Tommy's favorite joke. Tommy's favorite That's joke. It's a good joke. Uh, okay, let's let's move on to this Elite Eight. Why don't you kick us jokes. off here? Uh, <laughs> All right, we've got the probably the- Dark Knight versus Captain America. Maybe the two most serious PG-13 superhero movies. They, they were on the edge, they were uh, on the edge. These might be the two most similar of our pairings so far. I honestly would say Dark Knight and Winter Soldier are kind of the bar for DC and the bar for Marvel. Uh, I think Spider-Man No Way Home is a bit of an asterisk because of the Sony element, but I think that honestly the strongest MCU film for me might be Winter and, and strongest for DC has been Dark Knight. I would argue that the Winter Soldier edges out Dark Knight maybe by just a smidge because my... John may disagree. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Keep going. Sorry, I got... <laughs> that was very exciting in there. Yeah. Uh, I would say Winter Soldier might edge out Dark Knight just a bit because yeah. there are elements of the Dark Knight that are trickily nuanced that aren't trickily. maybe uh, uh, established enough. Like... The idea of surveillance and those things being just bad was like the last bit of it. Like there was a lot of lead up to like there was a sudden reveal at the end that we've been listening to all your phones. Yeah, like there was a very like a very paranoid of the time moment that I feel like really could have been its own movie and could have been Mm. dove into. And there's also some elements of like the Dark Knight was supposed to be uh, something that continued on and we we lost heat so we weren't able to. But there it does feel like a bit of unfinished business, no fault of anyone's own. But there's an element of the dialogue is so perfect for Heath Joker. There's so many moments that really land but by the time you get to the very end there is a moment where it's like okay now there's dogs and now there's people on a boat and now there's the 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 surveillance stuff and it does feel like it has to rush to an ending and the whole movie is this beautiful slow burn and then it has to get to an ending and like dark knight still the bar like the movie and maybe my favorite performance of all time in any film is heath's joker but winter 
Soldier, I feel like, does a better job making each act structure feel more contained, more complete. It also introduces more villains that all have a lot more to say. Artem Zola, right. even as a punchline, is fun because you're like, oh, interesting uh, adjustment of technology. Ironic, considering Dark Knight's flaw is the technology, but this is the strength. Yeah. But there are elements of the fights that work better in Winter Soldier. There's elements of the landing and the world building and it being more complete, whereas a lot of people argue that The Dark Knight is only Heath Ledger's Joker movie. I completely disagree. I think Christian Bale's a great Batman in it. I think Batman does a lot. I think Michael Caine does a lot. I think Aaron Eckhart is the most slept on actor on this whole bracket. Aaron Eckhart's Two-Face is slept him. on. But I would say between the two, discounting all of that aside, Winter Soldier by, by a smidge. Holy cannoli, holy cannoli. What about you, Jess? What do you like in this matchup? Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, not, I don't agree with a single thing Koi said. Oh, uh, okay. I'm used That's to that. hilarious. That's fair. That's I'm hilarious. I'm still going Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I based it also. This is a loose system. Yeah. Every five-year-old has it. Same five-year-old brain. What movie could I watch over and over and over again and never get tired of? Both of them. It's Winter Soldier for oh, me. Okay. I can watch Winter Soldier over okay. and over again and never get tired. Okay. But Dark Knight, I beg. Oh. Okay. It's so quotable though. What Dark Knight's so Tommy? quotable. Uh, I don't really care for comic book culture or movies. Oh, okay. Much nerds. But Zinga! You know. uh, no, Dark Knight. You're idiots. It's Dark Knight. <laughs> Obviously, Dark Knight. You guys are terrible at this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I do love Captain America, but I, one thing no I love about the Dark Knight, mad. the Dark Knight is that uh, the Joker <laughs> wins. The Joker wins and... Uh, uh, that's not. Oh, Batman loses, right? Like, because I mean, because he kills Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Rachel dies. Mm -hmm. Both Rachel. Look at my face. Um, if the we go to the chat, too. the chat is a little Dark Knight Barely. by one percent. I thought it said fifty percent Winter Soldier, and I was very surprised. Was I was almost. like, it should not. That's crazy. So I, I, well, let Dark Knight go yeah. through. I think it's too close to call. We got to get all those ballot tracks <laughs> in here, but I any hanging chads, any hanging chads. Tommy, what do we got next up in the? No, I'm really happy to announce we've got our quarterfinals here. It's the uh, the old, I believe it's the semifinal. It's the quarterfinals. <laughs> Iron Man versus. Avengers Endgame. Mm. So it, <laughs> Iron Man starts beginning, beginning and Tony totally starts end. How baby. poetic! How poetic! Uh, I mean, when you put these two together, I I would lean Endgame on this one, mm. just because what a beautiful movie, mm. uh, what a great superhero movie, what, what a, a great scene. superhero move moment, yeah. so many good moments. I love you three thousand. Uh, I mean, Iron Man is a one man story of about being made of iron. Building a cave with a box hey, of scraps. Hey, hey, it's a lot harder than you think. It's really hard. It's really hard. Uh, uh, but I, I would lean in game on this. I, on I'm this leaning matchup. in game as well. I hate to have the discourse go so quickly, but I'm also leaning in game. What do you think? I lean Iron Man. You lean Iron Man on this. One. Uh, and I'll be very brief because I know we're out of time, sure. but I think Iron Man is more oh, of a nuanced story about yeah. becoming your own man than yeah. becoming a team. I think Endgame is very important for like uniting all the Avengers. Infinity War started that journey, it finished it. But Iron Man is truly a remarkable bit of art in that you are making a movie and it's it's coming together like immediately. The movie was filmed in a way that was almost like improv in its script, and it doesn't feel like it, but it also feels alive because it was that. And I and I don't love the Ironmonger parallel to Iron Man that became a trope, but it was the first one to do it. And right. it just feels so like a contained movie, whereas Avengers Endgame feels like a piece of a, it feels like episode 27 of a saga, whereas sure. Iron Man feels like both part one and its own thing. Yeah. Iron Man you can watch on its own, Endgame you can, yeah. but it has a little asterisk to it. So yeah. I, I think Iron Man as a complete experience and a launching point versus a closing point a little stronger. Oh, interesting. Well, Endgame wins. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 2 or Black Panther? Um, I'm going Black Panther. I, you know, woof, 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 woof. Oh my God, okay, we're getting into it. Okay, woof. so. <laughs> no, um, no, I, it's tough, it's tough, because I, I, my I, instinct is almost to say Spider-Man, but like Black Panther is a it's great It's such a good movie. Ryan Coogler turned that out, and I And will so never much good world building it. in that. I yeah. mean, Sam Raimi goes to New York, and you got New York, baby, but like, uh, you know, Ryan Coogler had to build like the whole Golden City and all of Wakanda yeah. and their tech and like their style and, and everything. And I would say, uh, unlike Iron Man, which was one hero, he he introduced like kind of five different heroes. Only one is the titular character, but it's right. like we get Mbaku, we get Shuri. I'm pretty comfy in Black Panther. I, like I, I don't even think, yes. think this is a competition. Yeah. I think Black Panther <laughs> like is a, a, a feat of <laughs> pure cool. engineering by everyone in it. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Carter's costumes won two Oscars. Come uh, on, like the score, jump, like Kendrick and Luke yeah. Gordonson did. If we jump over to the other bracket, we got. I mean, this is easy. Spider-Man: No Way Home versus Logan. And this one, I go No Way Home. I'm going like, No Way Home. Home. No Way Home. Yeah. All day, every day on that one. Uh, really flying through it now. Yeah, we're going. Uh, so let's let's figure out. We're in our final four. Let's figure out who goes to the finals here. 
If we have the Dark Knight versus Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh my God. I'm still going Dark Knight. I'm those sorry. are oh, okay. I in that instance I would lead Spider-Man No Way Home. Hey, you guys are too cheerful. You know what? <laughs> burn, a, burn a pile of money for once and go Dark Knight with me, baby. You we know do, what's funny? Said, oh, we we do live tights. in a society. It's true. It's a, I'm having a really interesting in experience where like, I think of Winter Soldier over Dark Knight, but I think of a Dark Knight over No Way Home. Uh, okay. But I, I don't know how I'd like relegate yeah, that. Yeah, that's a, fine. That's mm. fine. That's but sports, baby. In this, in this one-to-one, I think uh, you like Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. So to that, what do you like? I, I, I agree with Coy. Isn't that Dark a weird Knight? thing? That I can't yeah, quantify it. I chose it over that, but between Captain America, I was like, ooh. My brain, and I wouldn't have thought I'd be so clean on Winter Soldier over No Way Home, but yeah. like, I'm feeling weird. Well, bump the Dark Knight to the finals. Then if you go Endgame versus Black Panther. <laughs> but it uh, I mean, it's, I think I, I would lead Endgame in I'm that instance. And you get Black Endgame. Panther, and you get, oh, you get M'Baku, and you get, <laughs> you get all of them. You get yeah. all of them still. Uh, even in a little bit of Wakanda, you get a little little scene of Wakanda through the little portal. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so our finals will be the Dark Knight versus Endgame. Before we get into all that, we want to remind you to go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. <gasps> Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes, sleep through the night, grab a saddle, and ride not taxes into the sunset. <laughs> With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Doesn't it feel good to be done with your taxes? Mm -hmm. Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Uh, we're going to get to this final matchup, but real quick, we should do our mandatory fund. All right, let's do mandatory fund. It should be easy. It should be quick. <laughs> Quickest mandatory fund in the history of man. Play the graphic, you bastard. Yeah. Oh, good job. Good so, job. Get him out of here. The dog's dying. What's Man's happening? Man's making sauce, and now I got to rush. Okay, best superhero shows of all time. We got four brackets. Disney Plus, Marvel, Animation, Other, Arrowverse. <laughs> First up top, WandaVision versus Loki. You know what? Have fun with your little homages to TV. I'm going Loki. I'm doing WandaVision. Ooh, I lean WandaVision. <laughs> one of these shows started and finished the same, and that's the well-written Loki, whereas one of these shows turned into a punch fest after it was about theology. And I think WandaVision is a genius show with right. like Chip of Theseus metaphors, but as soon as you get punchy after a show that hasn't been punchy, okay. you lose me a bit, whereas you have a Shakespearean ending introducing gotcha. you remain setting up an entire universe, and you stay in tone of the show. I think the sci-fi epic that is Loki is more itself, whereas WandaVision, I felt like Studio Notes came into the last act. I am the end-all, be-all of mandatory fun. Loki wins! <laughs> <laughs> because you want to for this one, because you're going to choose something else for something else. What do you mean? What? <laughs> I would like the audience to decide. Going. We'll let the audience decide. Vote on that while I go to the next category. Batman the Animated Series versus Invincible. Let me defend Batman for one minute. <laughs> that show was sold entirely and got an episode order based on the opening segment, which features no dialogue and is just the Batman with that iconic score. Mm -hmm. They sold it. They sold the show on that and the fact that Batman's entirely popular and they could make a bunch of toys. <laughs> Oh, that helped. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, in the Batman obviously has like a long storied history, many multiple episodes. We've had one season of Invincible so far, which has been pretty great. And it's really dived into some very interesting issues when yes. thinking about like what it means to have powers, yeah. to live in a world with powered individuals, your family, what's true, what's not mm. true, all of that. But the Batman, guys. I mean, the Batman. <laughs> that opening sequence, all the characters, they invent Harley Quinn on that show. Yes. He goes on to do great things. Just really solidified characters. Characters yeah. are who they are in movies now because of that, that show. There's like 30 Batman adaptations and this is still what I think of as Batman. And right. I love Invincible and I think it's like one of the best modern anything, but I think yeah. Batman changed TV and film. Hooray! Batman? Yeah. Batman. I'll go with Batman. 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 Uh, we'll wait for the results. It's still, still too close to call in the Loki WandaVision Battleground. Uh, I wrote Battle instead of it's Batman. Loki. Mm -hmm. uh, no! Sorry, guys! <laughs> oh, my heart just breaks for Wanda. Now! As long as there's two women in this bracket, I'm okay. And there are. There are. There's so many women. Uh, I love women. Watchmen versus the boys in the other mind. bracket. This is, Watchmen. Watchmen. this is Watchmen the show. I mean, I love the boys. Oh my God. The boys God. is so good. It's the bravest show that's up on I TV in a long time. Mm -hmm. They take some risks. They do some things on that show. Funny, heavy, dark, crazy, men upsided penises. It's insane stuff in that show. Yeah. But the Watchmen show was a show where I was like, I absolutely do not want this. Why are they doing this to me? Why are they destroying my baby boy? 
What are they doing? What's going on? And then I watched the show and my mind was blown. Mm. Oh. I would go watch them all day. Also featuring a big penis gag. Also featuring a big penis gag. So true. if you like penises, you can't go wrong here. God knows I do, guys. I'm going Watchmen. I think Watchmen's one of the best shows yeah, of all time. Beautiful. It's the best. Beautiful. <laughs> Apologies. Boys, boys is great. I love you, boys. We'll keep covering it. It's incredible, but oh my God. I'd love Watchmen. to fly to Toronto and film an episode if you guys oh need uh, Exploding Watchmen. Fat Man. Final category in the Arrowverse. The beloved Arrowverse. And guys, let's be fair, okay? Let's not judge Watchmen too harshly against the winner of this because it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> uh, we got the Flash versus the Arrowverse OG Arrow. Uh, I, who here, in all honesty, has watched more than one episode of each of these shows? Great, so we can all weigh in. Tommy didn't raise your hand there. Well, no, no, I did. I have. Uh, but, but I'm just saying, a lot of times when no, I watch no, shows with yeah. people, they kind of look at me yeah. and nod and smile, and they're like, I'm going to be honest with you, I never watched one yeah. second of I mean, that, That's where I'm voicing my opinion. That I've watched more of The Flash than I've watched The Arrow, and that's why I'm choosing The Flash. That is that's a, solely that's fair. That's reason. a fair opinion. My, my vote goes to Arrow solely for Stephen Amell's love of the WWE. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I love that Arrow was so, like, Stephen Amell is so invested, but he, they yeah. made him Batman light because they had to, because they had a Batman, whereas The Flash feels like one of the rare optimistic heroes sure, and it's sure. authentic I got the Flash yeah. I'm great. going the Flash great Flash wins flash it's, it's fodder for the Watchmen flash but me, <laughs> yeah, this, they're all fodder for the Watchmen yeah yeah alright well we don't know that yet guys we gotta get to that Okay. so we've got Loki versus Batman the Ooh. animated series Ooh. this is hard for me because it's as a young boy as a barely legal boy uh, Loki came out and uh, as a baby, the Batman came Wait, how's that time work? <laughs> I am timeless. No, uh, I don't know. I don't want to kill a, I don't want to uh, kill one of my darlings. I'm going Loki, but that's also because I just, I was very late to Batman, so. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, Batman's got I mean, some silly stuff. The Clayface episodes are so bonkers. Yeah. All the, all the, uh... All the Joker, Harley Quinn stuff. All the, like, Harvey Dent turning into Two-Face. Right. And, and Bruce Batman trying to, like, basically redeem himself by redeeming Two-Face. Yeah. The parallels of that are so good. But Loki is so, is such a great yeah. show. The only show that was like, we got to get a second season of this as mm -hmm. soon as it went off the air. And they announced it in the closing credits of the last episode. I think basing this off of the best superhero show yeah. versus even, because like, yeah, I would go for Static Shock in a heartbeat because I'm nostalgic about right. it. But it's like, which one did such a good job? Yeah. Not not knocking Batman because it clearly did do a great job right. in writing and creating characters. But it's just like Loki's storytelling. And it's not fair to be like, Loki also came out at now, so it looks nicer. Mm. But like... It's just so good. I feel like Batman being drawn on black paper and like the understanding of how dark the character was, but making it approachable for kids and teaching kids the importance of darkness versus light and teaching kids like what it means to have trauma but be able to overcome it. Whereas I love the existential crisis that is Loki, but I feel like Batman is for literally anyone and I don't know if that Loki is. I don't think that's true. Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a little girl watching superhero shows, Batman wasn't for me because the only women I had was Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy in it, well, and mm. the other characters that weren't that good as women. Barbara Gordon, anyone? I think I'm going Loki. Sorry, and the chat's going Loki. Loki it is. I'm not mad. Chat at it. goes Loki. Yeah, I would go Batman on myself, but we'll we'll let Loki go. I'm Loki for one. Loki. Damn, uh, you guys drew up those logos that quick. All right, and, and <laughs> maybe what is going to be the biggest nail biter? <laughs> That's, not fair. That's not season. fair. The Watchmen has destroyed the Flash <laughs> without even taking a vote. Uh, uh, so now we seven. have an interesting okay. finals here, guys. Maybe. This is an interesting um, final because right now these are both one season shows. One mm -hmm. season wonders. Loki I'm, versus Watchmen. I'm going Watchmen. This show I, is so I would good. Watchmen that on this one too. That show was so good. <laughs> I, I mean, you can't vote against Watchmen on this list. It's perfect. It's, it's such perfect. a good series. It's so I'm yeah. so, so glad they ended it after good. that first Never one. touch it again. Touch it I again. said that about the comic <laughs> though, so in 10 years you want to prove me yeah. wrong, I'm yeah, there. Yeah. But for now, don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch it. Right. All right. So that's right. it. It's Watchmen. Shut the show down. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. I can die happy now that we, we our, made Watchmen the best superhero show of all time. We got our big uh, finals now. Yeah. The best superhero I'm, movie I'm of all this. time. Is hey, it the Dark Knight? Before we give that result, okay. one quick reminder. Yeah. Get your simp asses to Anaheim this weekend and see us at WonderCon. I'll be wandering the halls of the convention center. Come up and say hi. If you got a booth, for crying out loud, pull up a chair for the big guy and let him sit down and rest his weird yeah, feet for a minute. Yeah, let him sit. But most importantly, we will be at the con tomorrow doing the break room live for you. All your favorites will be there, PM. except Brandon is mysteriously not going. I think there's something going on with him. Personally. I don't know. I don't know. I am pissed that he's not going to be there. But 
We will be there at 2.30. Check your programming schedule. Come give us a hug and a handshake, and uh, uh, let's get let's, let's bring this horse into the barn. So you have the Dark Knight versus Avengers Endgame, two great superhero mm -hmm. movies. Uh, it is tough because I the end game the end game the end game rests on the laurels of all the movies that come before it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if in a vacuum it would be tough to like view that movie if you didn't know anything about any of the characters, you'd be like, "What the H is going on?" <laughs> yeah, watch everybody fight. But it kind of is what makes it great is because so much builds up to it, and it really, really pays off a lot of things really well, which I do appreciate about that film. Uh, and it's fun, especially when you're doing a rewatch. After you sit through the doldrums of Infinity War and you feel dark inside, mm. it's nice to plug that movie in and know all the darkest stuff is in the beginning, and then you're like, oh, this is about to get a lot of fun. About to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like the end of Endgame is better than the end of Dark Knight, mm. but I feel like the first two acts of Dark Knight might be better than Endgame. Because yeah. I feel like Dark Knight is so just powerful and big without it's having great. to be multiple movies. Right. It's just like, you turn mm. that on, and it's not just the ratio, it's not just the characters, not yeah. just the writing, it's the writing, the directing, the acting. Like, there's not a single piece of the Dark Knight that isn't so big, and it didn't need 30 characters. And I love right. Endgame, but Endgame does end in a way that somehow fulfills 30 years of promise, or yeah. 30 movies of promise. It mm. somehow lands in a way that's like, hey, we said we were going to do this, and we did. It's really and I great. love that Thor is on a walkabout while Chris Evans chooses to be selfish, and, and Robert Downey Jr. chooses to be selfless. I love the mirroring, and I love the, the storytelling of what a hero is, but do you think about individual moments from Endgame as much as you think about an individual from Dark Knight? I think about moments from Dark Knight all the time in my life. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Do you? I think about <laughs> the people in Endgame more than I would the Dark Knight. I think I don't about think you at all. Bad men glow. Bad men glow. What's wrong with you? What did I do to you? I think no, about. No, that wasn't you. That wasn't you. I think you're just a narcissist because you thought that was about it you. It is tough. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go Dark Knight. I'm gonna land on Dark Knight. You going Dark Knight? I'm gonna land on Dark Knight. What do you think, Tommy? I'm a Dark Knight boy. Okay. What do you think, Jessica? I'm a dark girl, but I vote for Endgame. Oh, I. I might lean Endgame as well on this one, just because Ooh. I do agree that like the Harvey Dent stuff's a little quick at the end, and uh, you know some of the chase sequences don't aren't the edited philosophy. well. Ladies and some gentlemen, stuff. are you going Endgame? I'm going Endgame. We What's... have a winner, folks, because the chat has broken the tie. Beautiful. The best superhero movie of all time, Brandon. Who is it? Equality. Avengers Endgame. Oh! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Good night and good luck. Yes, thank you for tuning See in tomorrow. today. We won't be live tomorrow because we'll be down at uh, WonderCon in Anaheim. Join us at 2.30, all 813AB. Uh, 2.13. 2.13, I don't know, dude. 2.13AB. Uh, we thank you for tuning in all week. We've had a lot of fun doing these, a lot of arguments in the office. We might not talk to each other anymore. Uh, thank you all our super chatters today, uh, including Aaliyah Fumiano uh, and Kia Chanel, Obawan, all the great super chatters. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll join you here again next week. Check us out on Monday. Uh, late and skatings. Have a great evening. Bye, breakers. Bye. Oh my gosh.